Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. friends and happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. And if you remember back to Saturday, we saw Jesus' baptism, being baptized not because he was unclean, but to meet every requirement of the law. And today we're going to talk about the genealogy of Jesus. So we are in Luke chapter 3, starting in verse 23, and I am reading from the ESV. Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about 30 years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph. And now, over the next many verses, it goes through generation by generation, his genealogy, drawing a line back to different people you'll probably recognize from the Old Testament. Now, I'm not going to read every single name, If you would like to, I would highly encourage you to pull out your own Bible or even look it up online, Luke chapter 3, verses 23, all the way through 38. But we are going to take a look at verse 31 and 32, where it says he is the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse. Now, I know in in past episodes, we've talked about this idea of the messianic lineage. So the Messiah, the Christ, needing to come from the line of David. And the reason we talk about this so much is because it is so important. It is a huge, utterly important prophecy to the Jewish people and about Jesus himself. And so that's why we talk about it so much. And we're going to spend a little bit more time today. Now, this is what I would encourage you to do. If you are reading through a passage and you come to something that maybe has a reference to the Old Testament, an Old Testament prophecy, I would encourage you to pause. And in order to better interpret scripture, go look that up. Go read that section, that prophecy in scripture. In this case, we will go back to 2 Samuel to see how it was prophesied that Jesus would come from the line of David. And when you do this, when you actually go and look at the scriptures, it helps it be committed to memory. And it helps you to better understand exactly what this prophecy meant and exactly what it meant to the Jewish people, how important it was. So we are going all the way back to 2 Samuel chapter 7, and I will be starting in verse 8. Now, God is going to be speaking through Nathan, who is David's best friend. Now, therefore, thus you, Nathan, shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, Remember, David was a shepherd. That you should be prince over my people, 
and I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And then for a couple verses, he talks about creating a place for Israel. And jumping back in, in verse 11, Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. Now this is so interesting. David wanted to make God a house. David wanted to make this beautiful, extravagant temple. And God said, no. God said, no, that is not your task, but your son's task. And now the Lord is saying, you can't make me a house, but I will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Now, one thing that is really amazing about scripture is that a lot of times it has double meanings. It was described to me by one of my professors in this way. If you look at a mountain range, some of the mountains are close to you. Some are a little farther, looking a little smaller, a little less clear. And some are even a little farther, maybe a little darker, looking less clear. And in the same way that a mountain range has different levels, so does scripture. And we know that God promised that Solomon, David's son, would actually build the temple. And so in one way, as we see this, that David's offspring, he shall build a house for my name. In one sense, God is talking about Solomon. But looking even farther ahead, looking to that second range of mountains, he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever, is also talking about the Messiah. What a beautiful way to see this, both up close and looking farther out, looking at the big picture. And so when we hear that Jesus is from the line of David, that is a fulfilled prophecy. That is God showing up, being true to his word. And that applies to us, that has meaning to us, because that means that God, he is trustworthy. He is powerful and we can trust him and we can trust his word. So when you see things like Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse. Keep trying to bring that Davidic covenant, that promise to David to mind, because that is so important. Now, continuing on today in Luke, jumping down to verse 33, we see that Jesus, his lineage was the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham. Now here again, we have a couple important figures and important names. Now we won't go into them 
ourselves today, but you are more than welcome to go and do this research personally. Now, when he says the son of Judah, again, the Messiah was promised to be of the house of Judah. You can go look that up in Genesis 49 and another really important covenant promise that God made was the Abrahamic covenant. And so when we see that Abraham is in Jesus' lineage, that Jesus is the son of a son of a son of Abraham, that is so important because again, God is showing up. God is keeping his promises. And you can read more about that in Genesis chapter 12, the Abrahamic covenant. And continuing on, a couple other notable names, we see that Jesus' lineage includes the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah. And going on even farther, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Luke not only makes these connections to these important prophecies, but he draws a line all the way back to God, that Jesus is a child of God. And it is Mindful Monday. And as you look to apply this scripture to yourself, knowing that Jesus is a child of God, that God earlier in Luke in verse 22 said, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Know that in Christ, you also are a child of God. I would encourage you for Mindful Monday to write that down. I am a child of God. And throughout the week, dwell on that. What does it mean to you to be a child of God? What does it mean to you to be adopted into his loving and protective and provisional care? Dwell on that, maybe journal on that, and pray about that. I am a child of God, and I will see you tomorrow morning. I am so proud of you for starting with scripture. You can also visit hesedheart.com for even more resources, including faith-based yoga and Bible-based meditations.